Welcome to the Travel Tales Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Siegel, and this is a classic rewind, rewind, rewind episode. Okay, that was my attempt at uh, old-time radio. Old-time radio? Classic radio? Why not? <laughs> um, which is only fitting because this is uh, an episode with April Richardson, who is a music lover, gigantic music fan, and music has been the inspiration for uh, pretty much all of her travels around the world. So I uh, love this episode. She's a great guest, comedian, very funny, knows how to tell a tale, and uh, is just uh, an entertaining person to listen to. So this was originally released on March 26th of 2012, and so uh, I thought it'd be worth another listen to. Have you checked out the website, folks? Oh my goodness. TravelTalesPodcast.com is the website. It's new. It's improved. It's got great visuals, photos, videos. It's got articles uh, I've written, that the articles that uh, the guests have written. We have destinations that uh, I've reviewed, and you can read those and uh, check out my Snapchat reviews of various places around the world. And it's just a, a cool, cool thing. So go check out the website, TravelTalesPodcast.com. There you can click on our link for iTunes. And if you go to iTunes, why not give us a good rating, huh? Go ahead, give us a good rating. That will boost our presence and help people find the show. Also, you can uh, click on our links from the website for Instagram. We're on Instagram right now at Travel Tales Podcast on Instagram. Twitter, we're at Travel Tales Pod on Twitter. We're on Stitcher Radio. We're on LinkedIn. You can hit all those links on our website. So go check it out. Read the articles, see the photos, and you can listen to all the episodes as uh, if you want. And there's uh, two-minute teasers for each of the episodes as well. So go check those out. And uh, let me know what you think at mike at traveltalespodcast.com. You can write me and let me know what you think. If you have any ideas for the show, if you uh, have any guest ideas for the show, let me know. Are they in the L.A. area? I'll talk to them. Do they have good stories? I'll talk to them. Is it you? I'll talk to you. Um, let me know, Mike at TravelTalesPodcast.com. But right now, let's revisit my friend April Richardson and enjoy, folks. Keep rocking. <laughs> Welcome to the Travel Tales Podcast. I am talking with April Richardson. Hello. Star of uh, Stage. <laughs> Star. And the small screen, I guess, well, hey, I'm giving you props here. I don't consider myself a star of either of those things, <laughs> but I have been on them. You know what? You have to visualize. You right. have to see this, and then it will happen. It's like the secret. Isn't that okay. the secret? Isn't yeah, that yeah, what yeah. happens? And mm -hmm. It's all the self-help stuff. You, uh, people who don't know you, you are a comedian. True. And you are a writer? Writer, producer? Uh, yeah, on Chelsea the, Lately. Chelsea Lately. And yeah. you also appear on the panel. True. Uh, which I have also done like four times. Oh, no kidding. The panel like a couple of years ago. Oh, that's awesome. And they enjoyed me so much, they've never <laughs> had me back. Well, it, I don't know what to say to that because not, that's not my responsibility. <laughs> that's not right. But I like to put you on the spot. No, it is a kind of a weird.
their thing where they have like a kind of crew of people. Yeah, that's what I don't they think said. It, I honestly don't think it, it has little to do with how funny you are. It's <laughs> honestly, it's like more. Amen to that, sister. Uh, no, no, no. I'm, th- what I'm telling you is it doesn't mean you weren't no, no, funny. No, 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 no. It just means like whether or not Chelsea knows you well or yeah, something. Yeah, I know. I didn't, or, I didn't yeah. die. I mean, I, I did okay on it. But right. no, I mean, when they, yeah, they kind of went to like using the same people over and yeah. over again. And then I didn't make that cut. Like but. I work there and I've, I'm lucky to get in. You know what I mean? Oh, that's right. Yeah. A so lot of the writers. Not... Isn't that how Sarah got on it too? Yeah. And Brad, what's his face? Brad Wallach. Yeah. I like Brad. What's his face? I believe. Yes, yeah, that is actually on. A I give a lot of people credit. Yeah. <laughs> so, how long have you been working on that show? Uh, about a year and a half now. Okay. Yeah. Now we recently met, mm-hmm. and the reason why uh, I asked you here because yes. we did a what would you would you call it a storytelling? I think so. Show. Yeah. I it guess was, it was definitely not a stand-up show. Yeah, it was not a yeah. stand-up show. Everybody reads a piece, or and you you just went right off the top of your head, off the dome, I off was the dome. Pretty impressed. <laughs> oh, I appreciate that. <laughs> um, it, was, it was about uh, travel. Yes, this particular Rome was the theme. R O A M. Yes, and uh, you told this great story about uh, you used to follow a lot of bands around. I still do. Okay. I've yet to outgrow it. Okay. Now, this is not, just so people know, this is not a, uh, as what they say, a groupie situation. It's not. And see, that's the thing that's hard to explain to people when I tell these kind of stories because (laughs) it really isn't. And I don't mean that. I mean, no judgment. If you want to sleep with rock stars, like, go nuts. But I've never slept with a rock star. I've never, ever. Come on. Never? Never have I ever hooked up with any of these people. But the weird thing is, is that I... And I think they know, like, I'm, fr- like, this sounds so weird to talk. I'm friends with, like, a lot of musicians, like, okay. a lot of rock stars, essentially. But, and I think that came to be because, well, first of all, I don't think I give off a groupie vibe at all. If anything, I give off a real, like, little sister vibe. Right. They're more protective of you. Yeah, exactly. So there's never, I've never even been in a situation where any of them hit on me at all. Because I think I immediately. I find that incredibly difficult to. <laughs> I, These are musicians we're talking I, about. But I promise... Well, Scum also, of the earth. Yeah, but I... And this the, is from a comedian. The kind of people I'm into, though, that I listen to are very, like, politically minded, and they're very... Like, okay. I, I'm not following, like, the Rolling Stones. You right, know what right, I'm saying? Right. So you were, I'm, you I'm were following, following Poison Around. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, I'm following, like, Morrissey and Billy Bragg okay. and, like, people who... That's heavy duty ...are, like, stuff. stand-up dudes, so... Right. So that's a, that's part of it, and then also, you know, I I don't I don't think I give off a vibe at all that I want to do them. Yeah. Immediately, I'm just like, let's be bros. <laughs> See, I even say things like, let's be bros. Well, like, let's so, be bros. <laughs> and which so, is a big turnoff, right there. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Um. And so yeah, that's never happened. And and funnily enough, I mean, I've even stayed in hotel rooms with these dudes and like slept on the floor and like no shenanigans. Right. I'm pro- like, I'm not kidding. And people, so, but the thing is, is of course the immediate, like if I tell somebody, Oh, you know, I followed so-and-so around and stayed with that. And they're like, Oh, right. And right. I'm like, no, I'm not. It's not like that. Like, I know it's it sounds weird and it's a kind of unique no, thing. Well, but. I mean that brings up the other question: Why not? Why not once? <laughs> you know, why not once? And you're, you know, you're 21. You're on the right. road. You're, I mean, uh, you know, you had a couple pups. I whatever. don't know. Well, first of all, I'm straight edge. Oh, are you? So I've never had a drink or a drug or anything like ever? that either, ever in my life. I've never had alcohol. I don't think we want to see you drunk. So, <laughs> well, I do enough stupid stuff. So right, that you I don't, don't need, even it. need it. You don't need alcohol. But then also, I don't. Again. The, the the people I'm into, I'm not 
attracted to like, i'm not like oh they're sexy like i'm just right. like oh they're smart and they're great and whatever but and that's sexy too if they're smart it, and great that and... is true but it's never and also i was married for like, oh. all of my 20s oh okay. i got married really young ah well, so you're from the south also... that's <laughs> right that's what you do yeah yeah yeah. i yeah. got married when i was 23 okay so not a musician no okay well i mean he like plays instruments but he's not a professional musician right. I'm, we're not married anymore anyway, but I'm just saying, like, <laughs> okay. I was married during my 20s, so I guess that was another thing. But right. I I never had the – it was honestly never about that for me. I, I wanted to be friends with them because I'm like, you know, through listening to their music and stuff, I, I you know, I'm like, they right. seem like cool people I want to <laughs> hang out with, and so I did. <laughs> so you're originally from Atlanta? Yes. Okay, so when did the uh, traveling around singing band start? What age were you? Oh, when I was a teenager – uh, as soon as I could drive, I, I was like, okay, road trips are happening now, <laughs> like immediately. I mean, even before that, I had friends, like if I had older friends, we would right. go see shows and stuff. And thankfully, I had par- like my parents are super cool. My mom knew I didn't drink or do anything like that. So she, if I was like, I'm going to go somewhere for the weekend, like she had complete trust that I wasn't going to get in trouble or do anything crazy. So that is, she for was a cool girl, that's pretty, I mean. Yeah, I mean, of course. My parents always times. waited up for my sister, no matter, as she right. was straight edge too, as far as we know. I, well, yeah, I mean, also, I never. I wasn't like a nerd, but I never did anything typically wrong. Like I never had parties. I had the same boyfriend throughout high school. Like I was never. And like, your grades were wild. pretty good. Oh no, I had terrible, shockingly terrible grades. And they still let you do this. Yeah, only because grades that usually that, <laughs> that usually gives you a free pass a lot of the time. Well, that was the only the only thing I ever did wrong. Like you know, as a typical teenagery thing, was I got bad grades. It was the only thing I did wrong. Okay. And so since I never partied and I never was wild and crazy, like they didn't like my junior and senior year of high school, I didn't have a curfew or anything because they were just like, yeah, we know you're a nerd and you're not going to be out <laughs> drinking. So we're cool with it. Gee, mom, I don't know how to take that. And um, also I grew up, my mom, when she was my age, like she followed Elvis. She saw Elvis a bunch with my Nana, like with her mom. Oh, yeah? So she kind of understood it when I would be like, oh, I got to go see Morrissey a bunch of times. She was like, okay, I get it. Like I saw <laughs> Elvis a bunch. So right, right. Yeah, she was cool with it. Was it always, was, did it start off with like local bands you were going to travel around or was it always the big name acts? Sort of only in the way that my favorite band of all time is R.E.M. Well, Georgia, there you exactly. go. Exactly. So I did go to Athens a bunch uh-huh. and, and, you know, obviously they played Atlanta a bunch. So, I mean, sort of, but um, no... I'm I'm still into the same stuff I was into. I'm I'm so little has changed with me since I was like 15, and I'm 32 <laughs> now. Like I still I saw last year I saw Morrissey like 20 times, um, but it was me. I was super into Morrissey, still am, and so that was the main thing. Is he he was the guy that I went to great lengths to see right. everywhere. Okay, so now that you brought up Morrissey, I always have to <laughs> ask this: uh, Is it just an LA thing that young Mexican men love? Morrissey it kind of I will say and how did that happen because that I, I don't I can't answer that because I've read a few different things about this some people say well it's, it's maybe it's his look that they right. like or that the lyrics are very kind of about and then some people say well he, is he Irish well no he, he is that he, was an out, he grew up an outsider but somewhere he grew up in Manchester like he's English okay but his parents are from Ireland but so they kind of he was born in England I think like, well First of all, I will say, having seen Morrissey all over the world, that the shows here in L.A. are absolutely different from anywhere I've ever seen them. Like, uh-huh. completely different, completely, like, people go bonkers more <laughs> than anywhere else. So, yeah, the first time I saw him when I first moved here, 
I was like, I'm going to die at this show. Like, there's going to be a riot, and I'm going to die, and at least I died doing what I love. Like, <laughs> well, you did, at least you drove your lowrider there. Yeah, so right, that was right, good. to fit in. You hopped, um, you hopped up and yeah. down on your lowrider. So they are totally different and crazier. But as far as my theory on why all those, like, super tough Latino mm-hmm. dudes are into them. Yeah, it's like having, Cholo band, you know. Well, and having read, I've seriously read, like, 50 books on Morrissey and the Smiths because I'm just fascinated by everything about uh-huh. them. I think that he sort of those kind of guys I think are so hyper masculine in 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 everyday life and kind of have to be like they kind of have to play that role that he sort of lets them let go of that for a bit because the machismo the he, yeah he's kind like, of like anti machismo isn't he he well <laughs> he is and he isn't like that's another thing I find fascinating about him because there are, there are aspects of him that are, are super manly and he's like there he went through a time where he was like obsessed with boxing and like you know rough house like in in skinhead movies and all this kind of weird super super manly stuff but then at the same time it's like his lyrics are kind of fey and he yeah you know he his sexuality is kind of indeterminate even though he's <laughs> totally gay but like oh. he doesn't say it so i think that he kind of gives them a break from being because when you go to shows here too almost it's a tradition to get on stage and hug him right and, and i've done it many times and it's it really is like a normal thing and here Almost everybody getting on stage trying to hug and kiss him are are these super manly, like, Latino yeah. dudes who, if you saw them in a dark alley, you would get scared. But they're trying to get on stage and hug and kiss this guy. And so maybe I, this is the one place that that's their outlet for that side yeah, of their personality. I kind of think so. That they have to hide all the time. I think. I mean, I, I'm a white girl, so whatever. I mean, I shouldn't be speaking for them. But <laughs> from what I've read, I kind of feel like that's part of it. Mm-hmm. That he just... I don't know. I mean, we can get way deep into that kind of stuff. But for me, I feel like there are I think it's a certain like sexuality is fluid kind of thing. And he's kind of I I think in a weird way, they're attracted to him. Like they don't want to do him, but like there's something about him they find attractive and they're allowed to do it in that environment. Right. Whereas in everyday life, they can't. Do you know? Does that make sense? Yeah. So you talk. Well, we'll we'll talk about your first trip overseas in a little bit, but you went to New York as well. This is the story you told yeah. on the show. Well, I actually used to go to New York all the time because in Atlanta, like Atlanta has a huge airport that's a hub for a lot of airlines. And Delta? So, yeah. Sure. And uh, Delta is one of them, but I think AirTran started there. Oh, yeah. Okay. And so when I was a teenager, when I was like 18, 19, um, AirTran had this thing called X Fairs. Where if you were a college, like up until 21, I think you could do it. Uh, you could fly standby any, anywhere the AirTran flew for like 50 bucks. So I took advantage of it all the time because they flew to New York. And all you got to do is just wait around the Yeah, that was the, the only thing. Is that it was stand, yeah, you just had to show up and just get on the next flight that, that would have you. This is so pre-9-11. Oh, my like, God, totally. <laughs> you'd never it, get away oh with this Oh, my God. It complete Because I would just show up uh, with a backpack and just get on the plane. Yeah, it where are we going today? Best. Exactly. It's like you're at a bus station. It was the best. So <laughs> my friends and I did take advantage of it, and we went to New York quite a bit because – I mean, that was where a bunch of I, I, I was super into Britpop. I, I don't even know why I'm using past tense. I'm still totally into right. this stuff. But I was into Britpop. And so a lot of English bands that weren't popular here would only play New York and L.A. Because that was the only place they had an audience. So I'd go see people in New York all the time. Right. And um, You never went up to Chicago, my hometown, and Boston, um, and any of those places? Yeah, I did. The first time I went to Chicago was to see the Beautiful South, I think, also. Because okay. they, they played there. And they're another band that was super huge in England. And not here at all you remember the so, club was it like um, the cabaret metro or the um the avalon I, i've been to the avalon right i'm trying to think if that was 
Park West was the place I've been I with went the Park the first West, time. Sure. Yeah, but they have all. I think that I saw them play the Avalon. As, I saw Morrissey play the Avalon. Ah. Um. Yeah, when I saw Morrissey play in Chicago the last time, it was freezing. Yeah, that's, that sounds was, about right. But I, but I, it was in like a, a, early October, and in Atlanta it was still like seventy degrees. Yeah. So I'm like I'm good. And then I went to Chicago and it was like freezing and didn't have <laughs> right. a coat. But yeah, so we flew X fares to New York all the time. Um, I've spent many hours in LaGuardia because (laughs) almost for some reason it was really easy to get there. And then I remember on the return flights, we'd be stuck in the airport for hours. Like I've spent like 12 hours in LaGuardia before because it was just like every flight was full. And LaGuardia is always the worst for delays. I think they're like the number one airport in terms of delays. I mean, like I've slept on the floor at LaGuardia. Oh, which is a beautiful floor. Many times. Clean, sparkling. And after the first time, I mean, I like New York as much as any person, but you know, it smells. Everybody knows it smells. It's not like a clean <laughs> what? place. You're kidding. <laughs> so I remember the first time I went, just being like, "Ah, oh, New York, the wonder of it all." And then waiting to come home, like I've never wanted a shower so bad in my life. Like I was just <laughs> reeking, had to sleep on the floor. But I mean, I did it many times. It was totally worth it. We always used to call that stuff. You know, when you walk down the sidewalk and you get hit with a drop of something. And you don't know what it is. Could yeah, be rain, could be an air conditioner trash thing, juice. could be yeah. somebody spit it. Yeah, we just call it city juice. Yeah, it totally is. <laughs> like, yeah. What was that? Ah, it's some kind of city juice. Yeah. Could be an air conditioner. It could be a guy peeing off his uh, building. I remember know. the first time I went and we were just walking around. Because again, I would just have a backpack and just go with no plans and just right. walk around. I, uh, no plans other than to see whatever show. And I remember seeing people wear, like women wearing sandals. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like, how many diseases do you have via your feet now that you've worn? Right. Like, who would do that? Yeah. So that trip you took to New York, uh-huh. you went and then you went to see a band play. I went to see The Beautiful and South. And you were about 18, actually. 19? Yeah. Okay. Uh, um, I might have been, se- no, I was like 18 or seven. It was like right after graduating high school. So I was 18. Well, this is yeah. exciting. Yeah. So you get there with uh, 50 bucks. Yeah, if that. Yeah. You're rolling in it. Yeah, we. It was me and two friends, and we were gonna stay in a youth hostel. Oh, in New York. Yeah, I can't imagine. Just, yeah, and it was gonna be the three of us in a room, and it had a communal bathroom and stuff. Uh, and then, but then. This is we, why I can't have a daughter. <laughs> this is. This we were, story is just scared the shit totally out of me. We were totally safe. We were totally safe. Of course safe. you were. <laughs> Why? It's only a, a ten dollar night hotel in uh, in New York. Well, what could possibly is, happen with the young girls? We ended up catching up with the band, and they put us up in the Swiss hotel where they were staying. So mm-hmm. we ended up staying in a fancy pants room because they hooked us up. Because we were like another thing that always worked to my advantage is and especially in England because I lived in England for a couple years after high school is the whole like I you know we were like I, we came all the way from Atlanta just to see you and so they're like oh that's amazing you know because they had no fans there anyway so they're like you made that trip for us here's a hotel room come oh. hang out with us come have dinner with us so well, that's great and they're super nice guy I mean I've been unbelievably lucky and that everybody I've met has been super cool to me because, oh, you know, most people are like, don't meet your heroes, but everybody I've met has been nice to me. I mean, yeah, I'm a girl, and that probably has something to do with it, but <laughs> yeah. everybody's been totally a little, cool A me. little bit, I'm yeah. sure. So let's, let's um, get to England. So okay. right, out of a, right out of high school, you take off? Yeah, because this is a bit convoluted. A girl I went to high school with in Atlanta was originally from England. Okay. And her cousin would come visit her every summer. And he and I hit it off and were like best friends immediately. He's like still one of my best friends. He's just the coolest dude. So he would come visit in Atlanta every summer. We'd hang out the whole summer. And so finally when I graduated, I didn't I didn't start college till I was 23 also. So from 18 to 23, I was like 
I'm just part like some traveling. people take a gap year. You took a five year. Uh, yeah, gap. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Until my mom finally was like, you have to move out of my house. You have to <laughs> yeah. go to college. So I, his name is Neil. So after I graduated, he, that summer, you know, he came to stay with me in Atlanta and then he's like, why don't you just come back with me? And so I just went back with him and, uh, I ended up hanging out for like a couple of months and then I'm like, Basically, for the next two years, what I had to do, because it's illegal to just go live there, is I would go there for, like, three months, come home for, like, a month, and have just, like, some, you and know, And get a new, like, tourist job. visa or something? No, I never... It was never like that. Like, it was always just vacate... Like, I never had a visa, because I didn't work there. Right. Like, I would just come home, have a job for, like, a month, earn enough money to go live there for a couple more months, do yeah, but that, but it's so expensive over there. How did you survive? Well, I lived with him in his parents' house. So, okay. it was not, I wasn't, like, paying any bills or anything. Like, I just needed enough money for the flight and, you know, for... I didn't even have to... His mom, like, cooked his dinner and stuff, so... That is really nice of them. It was the best. So were they in London or some other In Manchester, which was even better. Oh, the home of uh, Morrissey. Exactly, because he... Yeah, when I found out he was from Manchester, I'm like, oh, this is perfect. And then I made him take me to all these Smith's landmarks and, like, factory record stuff and New Order and Joy Division and all that uh-huh. kind of stuff. And, and he, like, to this day, his parents are, like, my second parents. I mean, we're super-duper close. And my mom came over there to meet them and, like, visit me. And so our parents met. And, yeah, they're awesome people. They're so you're really too great. young. You This was too young for, like, the... Uh... The 24-hour party people era, right? Like Joy Division and... Um... Yeah, I. that's the thing is I'm technically too young to be into the stuff I'm into. Like, <laughs> right. I got into it after it was over. You were born 10 years too late. Basically. basically. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, all that stuff had already... Well, I mean, at New Order, we're still together, and the Hacienda still existed. The Hacienda doesn't even exist anymore. It, it, they turned it into condos or something, which right. is a bummer. But, um, I mean, all that stuff, all the landmarks were still there. But, yeah, I mean, you know, the Smiths broke up when I was like eight. So yeah. all that stuff was over, but so give me your impression. This is a, a country and a place that you obsessed about. Yeah, for your whole like high school and childhood. Yeah, you finally get there. Your first reactions and how did it measure up to what you? Well, thought? here's the thing, though. I actually had gone to England. This is going to make me sound like a dick <laughs> because I was in the gifted program in you school. Dick. I hate who talks about that, but like gifted with horrible grades. I got horrible grades, but it was it was aptitude based, not like based on right. grades. So, so basically, you were bored in in school, and uh, you didn't apply yourself. I mean, kinda. I was kind. I, I also this ties in with all this. Tra- I wrote zines in okay. high school instead of doing homework ever. I just wrote zines, so that was another. It's hard, like, you know, zines are little photocopied magazines that sure. you make yourself. So, and I had pen pals all over the world. So I would just write letters. I had hundreds of pen pals growing up. And so I'd write letters to them and make these zines instead of doing any work. And for you kids um, listening, that's pre-internet. Yeah, that's you, people pre-internet. People had these things called magazines and exactly. you made them yourself. This is all pre-internet. And you had pen pals and you wrote letters. Yes, all pre-internet. We didn't get the internet <laughs> until I, like my end of my senior year in high school, we got AOL. But so you had been to England once before. I'd been before. to England before because I was in the gifted class. Mm-hmm. And in this gifted class, we went on super awesome field trips. And we took – I had been all over Europe via field trips. The first time I went you to England – field trips to Europe? Yeah. Who paid for all this? My parents because I'm a spoiled only kid. Oh. I'm an only child, so they didn't have any siblings no, but to just, spend money on. I mean, I never heard of a gifted program going overseas. I mean, yeah. at they didn't when I was – we went to like Washington, D.C., I, we, yeah. all, we did too. We okay. did too. You did the eighth grade trip there? Sure. We, that, actually, that was like sixth grade maybe. Well, yeah, you were gifted. It was eighth, eighth for the rest of us. The, <laughs> that's right. But it you were gifted. You, yeah, you pushed it up. So the summer 
like the first overseas trip we took was England, and I think it was the summer before eighth grade. And then we went to Europe, like all over Europe, the summer before ninth grade. So I'd actually wow. the first time I went to England, I was like twelve or thirteen. But of course, I, you know that's I was totally obsessed with Morrissey and all that stuff even then. So I it was the greatest. I'm like, this is the best place I've ever been. Right. I never want to leave. Listen to how cool their accents are. You know, <laughs> look at these double decker buses. This is amazing. So, well, let's go back to like twelve, thirteen, going through Europe. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure you went to Paris and yeah, we you went, did Rome and yeah. The second trip, it was um, it was kind of like a city a day sort of thing. So we, oh, yeah, boy. we went to Paris and Rome and. Um, uh, it was it was it was like two weeks whirlwind of that. It was amazing, but um, and then we also the trip after that was like a Scandinavian trip, like we went to Belgium. Oh, okay, and uh, I can't which is not remember. Scandinavia, but oh, it's go not. On. Or um, <laughs> well, we also went to Switzerland, Sweden, Sweden and uh, Norway, and yeah. We yeah. did it, again. It was like this big whirlwind thing. All because they were super toury, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Educational, like that was the whole point. It wasn't like let's go hang out in Europe. It's like we gotta go. <laughs> we gotta go to the. Well, they're not know, gonna let you run wild. A bunch of twelve, thirteen, as gifted as you were. Right. They're right. not gonna let you just go nuts. Right. But it, yeah, so it was like super. Make sure to hit all the tourist spots. But of course, it was amazing. I mean, it was blowing my mind to be there at like 14 and that's awesome of your parents to let you go with that i mean i i I find that people that are really into travel and things like that usually either were denied it totally growing up or you know they had a parent that really pushed the importance of it yeah my parents are pretty cool my parents are into traveling so they're pretty cool about that i mean they right now my parents are living the dream they have an rv and they just like drive all over the country they they also go to europe and they'll take trips like that too but for the most part they just drive all over the country and oh that's nice so they and i think my parents too are really they're both super southern like grew up super poor Mm -hmm. and so they're like they were really like we want to give you what we never had kind of thing so i mean i was Breaking well, it in. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, okay, so... So, yeah, so the first time I went, yeah, it absolutely lived up to all my expectations. It was amazing, and, you so know... You couldn't it was, wait to go back. The only references I had ha- I had were from, like, music videos, but that was enough mm-hmm. for... I'm like, oh, this is exactly, like, in that Blur video. Look at the <laughs> red phone booth from that video. Like, yeah, I, I was freaking out. It was the best. <laughs> it was the best. So MTV did pretty much all your teaching Basically. Then. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you were living in... England, mm-hmm. did you take trips to throughout Europe following these bands as well? I did. Uh, for the for the most part, I stayed in England only because you know almost everybody I like was from there, so they're playing yeah. all the shows. Um, actually, when I was there, one of the scariest things that's ever happened to me in my life happened in England. Um, I went uh, to Hull, which is in the north of England, which yeah. is kind of close to Manchester. It was only like an hour bus ride or something. Because the Beautiful South are from Hull, right? Okay. And so I wanted to meet Paul Heaton. This is He's a lead singer. So this is before um, New York, actually. So this might have been when I was 18 and before I came home to go to New York. Because it was the first time I met him. And I – so one day I just got up and I told Neil, I was like, I want to go to Hull. And he's like, what? I don't want to go to Hull, so you're on your own. So I'm like, okay. So I just got on a bus and went. Again, a backpack. I, that's the other thing, too, is I don't – I'm kind of shocked I'm alive and haven't been kidnapped or anything like that because I was like too fearless. Yeah. Because I'm, I also just like to do things alone. Like one of my favorite things is to just walk around an unfamiliar city alone. Like I love doing that. Me too. That's the first thing I do. Oh my God, it's my favorite thing. I throw my bag in the room. I get my key and then then I just walk around. Exactly. 
And so I used to, I mean, but I've done that almost my whole life to where I'm seriously like, I can't believe I'm not dead. So this is one of those times where, yeah, I'm just like, fine, I'll go alone. So backpack, hop on the bus, go to hall, don't know where I'm going or whatever. I knew in many interviews, they talked about hanging out at this pub called the Grafton. Like they talked about it so openly that I'm like, they must hang out there every day. So my plan was just to go get off the bus, ask somebody where the Grafton was and go to it, which I did. Right. Um, and so it was awesome. So I go to that pub and like five minutes later, the whole band walks in. And so I end up hanging out with them all night. <laughs> it's the best. Right. And again, I used obviously my accent. I'm not, I'm like, I right. came all the way from America just to meet you Come guys. On, man. I, I came to the Grafton. Yeah. And they were like, that's amazing. Let's hang out. So we hung out all night. And so there was a hotel like right next to it. You know, just a super janky, like, mom-and-pop hotel. Uh So when the pub closed, I just walked across the street and was like, hey, can I have a room? Uh, So the next morning, I definitely remember it was a Sunday because in England, Sunday, it's pretty much shut down. Like, a lot of stuff's closed. Like, they really care about that. So (laughs) that's the No one goes to church, but they shut everything everything down. everything is shut. They're sleeping um, off the hangovers. Yeah, yeah, nobody was out. So when I got up and I had to check out, you know, I just had my backpack and I'm like, okay, I'll just walk around until I catch the next bus to Manchester. So um, nobody's out, like no cars, no, no nothing. And I'm just walking around. But there's one guy like leaning against a fence. And when I walked by, he just asked me if I had a light. And so I'm like, oh, no, I'm sorry. I don't smoke. And then I think obviously in that answering, you could tell it wasn't yeah. from there. So he's like, okay. And then so I start walking. And then I notice, like, I look behind me and he started walking. So I'm just like, okay, like, that's kind of weird. But then I, you know, I start walking more. He's still walking behind me. Ooh. Yeah. And then so I start briskly walking and he starts, and I'm like, okay. And then I break into like a full on run and he does too. <gasps> And so I'm just like, oh, and there's nobody around. There are no cars, like no nothing. Oh. Nobody is seeing this. And so, yeah, I'm just like full on running my ass off. And this guy is keeping up with me. And I'm just like, I, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. So um, that was, that went on for what seemed like forever. But I'm sure it was like a few minutes. But I'm still, I'm just running down the street in the city I've never been to. Nobody's out. What am I going to do? And so I ended up running down this uh, residential street and then running through somebody's backyard onto like a street behind it like just as fast as i could like ferris bueller it it was yeah it totally (laughs) but i'm like i don't know what i'm gonna do if this guy catches up to me because nobody can see me like you know and i don't have a cell this is like pre-cell phone times like i don't have anything but so i ended up getting away from because i just ran so fast and ran down that back street so you know i'm totally scared whatever but i make it to the bus i'm fine but the next year when i went back now the now the guys in Beautiful South are like good friends of mine. I go to England like once or twice a year still, and I always stay with Dave, who is a guy in the band. So a year later, when I was at Dave's, I told him about it. I'm like, this, listen, how crazy this is! Like, what's that guy's deal? And apparently, Hull has like a really big heroin problem. Oh boy! And the guy was like, and and Dave's like, there's no doubt that guy was a junkie. Like, there's no doubt yeah, that guy it's was like gonna train rob spotting. You. Yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> he was just like, oh yeah, he would have robbed you for heroin money. And I'm like, okay, good to know. Like, I'm an 18-year-old girl running around the streets of this, like, heroin-crazed city I've never <laughs> oh, been God. to. So it was scary in the moment. But then even when he told me that, it, got, it was, like, scarier. Because I'm like, oh, my God, it was, like, some junkie running after me. Oh, yeah. you're, that, you're that American in the bathroom and train spotting? Can totally. I use your bathroom? Yeah, but that's <laughs> sure. the, in all of my, like, solo adventures, that's that's the scariest thing that's ever happened to me. Wow. Yeah, that dude full-on running after me <laughs> on an empty street, nobody around. I mean, I was this close to, you know, knocking on a door and just being like, let me in your house. But I didn't have to do that, so. So when you go to these other towns and you want to go see the band, I mean, do you have a hookup with tickets, too? Or you can you can just somehow get into all these shows? Um, 
I do at this point because, like, I've just met everybody and know them. And I, I've met so many people via those people and the roadies who work for this guy and this guy who works for this guy. Like, I just have such a huge network now. that Morrissey, it's, too? Sort of. I've only met Morrissey twice, and they were both – it was both under kind of control. I've never, like, hung out Morrissey ever, ever. Uh-huh. Like, I don't think anybody has. <laughs> Nobody does. <laughs> yeah. Morrissey's family doesn't hang out with him. Now, I mean, does that he guy's live here now? Does he live in L.A.? also sort of he doesn't officially anymore but he is here all the time that i feel like he secretly does but he when he did actually live here and people knew it like people knocked on his door all the time so i think when he moved out of that house he didn't want anybody to know he didn't want any more people knocking on his door so i think he's kind of cagey about it and just like no i don't live here but yeah I see people see him all the time. Like he's at the cat and fiddle all the time. And, oh, really? Oh, he hangs out there all the time. Oh, wow. And when he's there, I get like 15 texts from friends like, yo, Morrissey's here. Get down here. <laughs> so I've actually met him at the cat and fiddle before. Okay. Yeah. But, um, how many times would you say you've seen him? Have you counted? Seen him in con- oh yeah, like in the eight, like 80 something times, like wow. 82 times or something. Is he number one or the beautiful South? No, he, he, he's number one. Definitely. He's got your, your most appearances. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. By far. Yeah, definitely. Followed, I think, followed closely by Billy Bragg, probably even more so. Because Billy Bragg still tours and stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. What was it about these guys and the way, I don't know, I mean, they're more, I don't want to say heavier, but I mean, like, Billy Bragg is pretty political as well. And I think that's what... Yeah, that's what Did you respond of, to that at 16 and stuff I, like that? Shockingly, I did because, well, the first time I heard Billy Bragg was when I was 17, actually. My friend Chad, who I had a monster crush on, gave me a mixtape with Billy Bragg on it. So part of it was like, I want this guy to like me, so I should pretend I like the Billy Bragg guy. <laughs> but then when I was listening to him, like, it kind of blew my it, – it was like I've never really heard anything like that before. And it was, you know, it was kind of – what I would guess somebody my age in the late, like hearing the clash for the first time where yeah. you're like, Oh, like shit is going on. I don't know about, you know what I mean? <laughs> like it was a real eye opening kind of thing. I mean, other, I like his, I, I like his voice and the whole thing, but, uh, workers playtime was the first Billy Bragg album that I got and it's pretty political. And so when I got past like the ballads, I was like, yo, this is heavy shit going on. And so, <laughs> um, yeah, it kind of blew my mind a little bit and it kind of made me want to read, more i mean i started reading like Karl marx stuff because of it you know what i mean like it just inspired me to and that's why i like morrissey too because i felt when i was listening to them i kind of felt smarter i'm like oh i know something that people don't like this is opening my eyes to some stuff and then i met billy for the first time actually when i was 18 because my best friend was the music director at our college radio station and she needed somebody to drive him to his interview. She had a pickup truck or something, so she couldn't fit. So she's like, <laughs> and I had my mom's Honda. So she's like, will you drive him You're from like, the sure. hotel? I got and, a sweet Honda Billy would like. Right? Four doors. <laughs> Come up? on now, Billy. And he honestly is the nicest person in the world. And he's one of those people where the second you meet him, it feels like you've known him forever. Wow. He's so, I can't say enough nice things about him. And it's another thing where if I when I tell people that we're friends, they're like, well, that's shady. Like when I'm like, no, you don't understand. It's just like sometimes you're friends with people who aren't your age and aren't your gender. It just works yeah. out that way. And like so I ended up taking him to the thing and we ended up hanging out all day. Like after the interview, I took him to lunch and took him to a sound check. And, you know, he he's hilarious. He's so funny. So we're just like joking around like he's so great. 
And so I ended up going to Washington, D.C. to see him a couple of months after that. And he remembered me. And then so that's when he was like, oh, let's hang out. And we had dinner. And so this sounds super weird, but he's like one of my best friends. Like he's super – like I've met his mom and his wife and his kid and stayed with him in London when I went to school. I studied abroad like when I went to college also in London. And yeah, so you know, following (laughs) him around worked out. He's the reason I started doing stand-up comedy. Like he – I did my first open mic the night after he was in town and he kind of kicked my ass. He was like, if you don't do it, I'll never forgive you. And like we were having dinner and he, we, he got down to it. Like the serious conversation. He's like my second dad or something. Oh Wow. Yeah. So following him worked out too. (laughs) I mean, I don't even follow him as much as like, if he's somewhere, he'll email me and be like, Hey, do you want to come to this thing? And I'm like, yeah, totally. So that's great. I actually got him to do the ASCAP monologues at the UCB theater. Oh, really? Yeah, it was really fun. So he came up and told the story and they did sketches about it. That's awesome. It was really fun. That's that's fun. So did you ever find yourself in a country or some city, aside from getting chased by a heroin addict in uh, Hull, um, that you just said, what am I doing here? Why has it... Maybe I should go home for a bit. Um... (laughs) Why am I in the middle of Sweden with a right, know, with, right. with a light jacket? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that I that's happened. Being kind of unprepared has happened. I mean, I've never. I'm so into traveling and going to places. Like I don't. That rarely happens where I'm like, what am I doing? Like I and I'm also I never get homesick or anything. To yeah, have you ever just flat flat out run out of money? Yeah. Yeah, I have. Okay. I and I've yeah. I mean, I and I've I've slept on floor I've slept in bus stations, like yeah. I've slept on people's floors, like I've yeah. I just recently realized when I was in Australia actually last year and I was crashing at like a friend of a friend's house. I kind of had that, like, I'm too old for this realization. Like I just had it last year because <laughs> yeah. before I mean, you know, when you're, you don't care, like, I just wanted to go play. I didn't care. I was like, I don't care if I get to shower. I don't care if it's somebody's floor. Like, I just want to go to the th- place. But then, you know, you, I found out at 31, like sleeping on somebody's grimy floor. I was like, I can yeah. get a hotel. I'm 31. Wait, I yeah. can get a hotel room. Wait till you get to your forties. Yeah. Let me tell you about this. <laughs> I just been away for three months. Um, yeah, you come, there's a there's like an age limit on youth hostels. Yeah. You hit that yeah. first and then all of a sudden your friend's sofa, you're like, okay, maybe Maybe I should go get a hotel. Right. I totally had that last year. I was like, you know what? It's hotels from now on. I got to do it. Yeah. So uh, how long were you in Australia? Um, For two weeks. It was actually the best luck because the first – it was a business trip. It was for work. We filmed a week of shows in Australia. You filmed Chelsea lately. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. She just wanted to go to Australia. Because uh, I'm friends with uh, Sue Murphy. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we went for a week. She's the head writer for people. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we went for a week and then they planned it so our hiatus would be after that. So the next week you could do whatever you wanted. And I just stayed oh, in that's Australia. Lovely. Yeah, it was great. Uh, and I have a lot of good friends in Australia. Oh, go um, figure. This band called the Luxmiths and this guy called Darren Hanlon, who's pretty big in Australia, they both uh, played Atlanta a bunch and would play Athens. And I would drive that. Like I, so I met them. Also, when I was but a teenager. <laughs> so it was the first time I could go. They had stayed at my house a bunch of times. So it was the first time I could go actually see them in Melbourne. And it was awesome. So you'd never been to Australia before? I had never been to Australia. And it was it was so awesome. 
What did you think of the, uh, like, say, the, the town? I've been to Melbourne and Sydney, and I've mm-hmm. been up the coast a little bit. So did you go to Sydney, too, as well? Yeah, Sydney was the first week because that was where we filmed the show. And then I oh, just right. okay. I spent the second week um, part of the time in Melbourne and part of the time in this it, and it was so fun. It was like super – when I was riding in the van with Darren, I'm like, oh, this is like what dreams are made of because I went – he played this folk festival in Port Ferry. Port Ferry was the name of the place. And it was, it was totally in the country, totally middle of nowhere. They picked me up at the Avalon Airport, which again was a total – I took like a Buddy Holly plane, got yeah. off on the tarmac. Is it in the center? Is it like in inland or it was where about, in the country are we talking? I'm trying to think. When we drove to Melbourne, I want to say it was maybe a three or four hour drive. From to, Melbourne? From Melbourne. Okay. So Which direction, there. I couldn't tell you. Okay. But it was just kind of in the middle of nowhere, this little country town. And he played this folk festival. And it was like the most fun three days I've ever had. It was just laying in the middle of a field, staring at the stars, kind of like, this is the best, life is awesome experience. It was so great. That's awesome. Yeah. How did you rate the music scenes in and like the scenes of the city uh, as compared to where you've been before, like Melbourne and Sydney? How do you, well, how, how do you like it? Uh, Melbourne reminded me a lot of um, San Francisco. Yeah, yeah, that's what yeah, I was, I was gonna also say. Athens, <laughs> like a kind of a hip, hip, like collegey. Yeah. Like, I don't know if there's a college there, but like just that kind of thing where it had like cool record stores, there's like and, bookstores in every corner. Yeah, 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 stuff like that. So yeah. I very much enjoyed it. I mean. I, not to insult anybody, it, it was very much like England. Yeah, I think, especially Sydney. So it was very much like London. So of course, I loved it. That yeah, and the meat pies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and <laughs> pubs and meat pies. Even the architecture and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, because they're criminals built. Yeah, it. exactly. <laughs> so I know history. I know how it got that way. But um, yeah, I loved it. Did I you totally loved it? Have you ever been up into uh, Asia or anything? You follow these bands in Japan? No. I haven't actually. That I've not. I would love. I think you to would go like. You would love Tokyo. I think. I, I think, think I would. And also, I have a secret obsession with Hello Kitty. So. <laughs> oh really? I do. There's I a lot of that. Too, I should be too old for, but it, it, I had no idea until I was traveling with someone who was into it. How how it is ubiquitous all over. Oh Asia. yeah, I totally. Well, I worked at the Hello Kitty store in high school. That was my high school job. There's a Hello Kitty store in the Taiwan airport in the Taipei no airport. Kidding. Oh yeah, it's big. I worked well, at the was, one in the mall. So that was my high school job. So I kind of never grew out of it. And when I worked there, I got so much stuff for free that I just have like this insane collection that right. I kind of keep it secret. But if you came to my apartment, you would think a 14-year-old Japanese girl lives there. <laughs> like it's kind of bad. I actually once went on a date as with this guy. As long as you have the outfit. As long as you have the, the school outfit. I made a mistake. Which is a look that never goes old. Right, never gets right? bad. <laughs> well, I made the mistake. I went on a date with this guy. Like I made the mistake of letting him in my apartment on for Like not... Like, for sexy times. I mean, when he first got there to pick me up, I'm like, oh, do you want to come in? And he saw the Hello Kitty stuff, and I think he never called me after that. So I was like, oh, I think that was a little too early to introduce <laughs> you him. got to ease him into it. Yeah, yeah, you got to yeah. ease him yeah. into that. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. That is a true story. So, so I learned my lesson from that. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's great. Of uh, Chelsea really takes care of her people, it seems. Oh, I mean, she's the best. Yeah. Uh, I know Sue has gone to, like, Greece with her and yeah um, i think that i think she did that actually on the last hiatus yeah yeah yeah, yeah and i think they're going we're on a hiatus went... as of today oh. for two weeks so i'm sure they're going somewhere else amazing are you too. going anywhere uh i can't i sort of i'm going to vegas and to palm springs because a friend of mine is coming in town and she's never been to those places so we're just gonna drive there yeah so how do you sell I mean, everybody comes here and wants to go to vegas 
Well, I try to talk this. them out of it. I know they got to go see it once. I'm but the rare breed. You like I kinda it? Kind of like it. Do you? It. But here's the thing: I, I gamble. Okay, well then ha- that I'm, helps. I'm into like rat packy stuff. I'm super into Frank Sinatra and that stuff too. So I like old Las Vegas. But and there's I, so little of it left. I mean, it's like. Yeah, but I also kind of like it for a lot of the reasons people hate it. I like the sensory overloadness of it. I like yeah. the old ladies smoking cigarettes, playing penny <laughs> slots of it. Like, I kind of like how ridiculous it is. Yeah. Like, I'm not, I know it's totally terrible and ridiculous, but I kind of <laughs> like that about it. I kind of like that it's just, un, you know, you can get, like, steak and lobster at three in the morning for five bucks. Like, that's so weird. Like, you shouldn't be able to do that. Like, I don't know. Well, did you, you've never worked there as a comic, or you have? No. Okay, that's probably why. Because I used to do so many weeks there. But the problem is, it's great for two days. Oh, of course, of course. And then, but you're doing a a week there. By the fifth day, you you just want to kill yourself. Oh, yeah. I've never never stayed there for, like, an extended period. Well, my parents It might suck the Vegas love right out of you. Right. It, It might. Well, I, I've stayed there. Keep it, keep it fun for yourself. That's what I say. I, I, for the, when I've stayed there longer than that, I haven't done Vegas. Like my parents drive there a lot. They have a spot in an RV park, and so they'll stay for a while because my dad is like professional gambler. He's like oh. super duper into it. So I have stayed there for a while, but not like I'll stay with them off the strip and and have in the like RV family time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, it's a super crazy nice RV. It's like. Tour bus style. Oh, really? Do they yeah. stay uh, like out at Mesquite, like an hour outside of town? No, or... it's only like 10 minutes from the strip or something. It's oh, not... okay. Yeah. So, because wow. my dad has to gamble. Like, that's the oh, whole he's focus. Be right there. Well, some of the, there's those other casinos, like, kind of right off the highway on the way oh, there. Oh, no, he's like, like serious Like, when you hit the border, business. there's that little, like, Buffalo oh, Bills right, and all right, that right. stuff. No, he, he gambles on the strip. And so, when he's doing that, I'll hang out with my mom and we'll do family stuff. So, it's, it's, <laughs> it's like I'm in Vegas, but not really. Well, Vegas brings me to your uh, other obsession that I didn't even know about mm-hmm. before uh, you walked in and saw my Elvis stuff. Yes. Now, tell me about uh, Graceland, and you make an annual pilgrimage here. How, how many have you done? I would go whenever I could. Actually, the aforementioned guy who gave me the Billy Bragg mixtape is my friend Chad, now super good friend. Then I was in love with him, but nothing mm-hmm. ever happened. But Did he see the Hello Kitty stuff? <laughs> well, no. Here, he's <laughs> older than me. He's five years older than me. We met... This is going somewhere, I promise. We met when I was, uh, we met at a Morrissey show, because that's, so that's like sign number one. I'm like, straight guy at a Morrissey yeah, show, let's yeah. get married. All right. Um, so I was 18, and he was like 23. But we, so the first time we hung out, uh, we went to the movies, and then after the movie, he was like, let's go to Graceland. And I was just like, ha, 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 like, that's funny. I mean, it was like 11 p.m., right? At and you're night. in Atlanta. And I'm in Atlanta. And it's all the way in Memphis. And it's in so Memphis. So this is a little bit of a drive at 11 exactly. o'clock at night. Exactly. So I'm thinking, he's, I'm like, yeah, whatever. And he's like, no, seriously, I'm going to get some gas and then we'll go to Graceland. And I'm like, okay, ha, ha, ha. We went to Graceland. We drove what was all that, night. Like six hours or something? It's eight hours. Eight hours. It's an eight-hour drive. So the first time we hung out, we ended up going to Graceland and spending like three days there. Nothing, nothing happened. That was the Come worst on. part. I'm like, clearly this dude's in love with me. Nothing happened. We just like played pool on Beale Street and went to actual Graceland and we just hung out there for like two days. But it was it was so fun. But that is kind of a slick move on his part, though. I mean, come on. I yeah, mean, that's he pretty... was ne- this is he'll never hear. He was never into me. Like never. He's one of my best friends. We talk like every night. He's mm-hmm. married with two kids. Like nothing ever happened between us. But he's an awesome dude, and that was an awesome time. And. But yeah, of course, I'm telling you, every, I'm a total little sister. Like, nobody hits on me. I'm telling you. So, but yeah, it was super fun. So he was super into Elvis, too. So we did that. But that actually wasn't the first time I'd been. Um, well, your mom, you said, was a My huge mom's super into fan. him. So I, I had actually been before and also been to Tupelo, like the house he was born oh, in. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. 
I'd been there a couple of times as well. And so that's gotta be kind of depressing though. Tupelo. It kind of is, but it's kind of the thing I love. I mean, I love so many things about Elvis, but one Uh of them being, and the thing I love about Graceland is it's so like the epitome of poor Southern boy Got, right. gone good kind of thing. I mean, it's so tacky. It's, it's so exactly what you think a poor Southern <laughs> yes. guy would spend his money on. I've never taken the tour. I've only been outside because I only got there at uh, at the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. So we took some photos outside in the gates. Oh, okay, okay. And, we, even, and then I went to the gift shop and bought the little clock. Oh, no, I've, I've been inside of it tour, like though. four or five times. But there's like three different levels of tour, right? You could take the one tour and then there's a deluxe one. You go into the plane and the whole deal. Oh yeah. I've done that too. And like seen all his cars and all that stuff. How much of it you think it was just, uh, his taste was bad or that it was the seventies. I think it's a little of both because (laughs) honestly, I cut everybody some slack on the seventies. Yeah, exactly. Cause some of it is of its time. Yeah. The green shag carpeting. Exactly. I bet a lot of houses had that, but then, you know, especially going, seeing that how, I mean, he was born in literally a two room shack. Yeah. So, seeing where he came from you know i absolutely understand like oh you were psyched to have money like you were poor as it gets yeah i, yeah. I get that you want to have a jungle room like you <laughs> right know what it's I like mean? an athlete get it you know? yeah it's like i understand coming from nothing and then being like oh my god i have all this money i want to make my dreams come true right. and stay in memphis i had a dream about a jungle <laughs> being inside my house i'll make exactly. it happen um i'll trade a monkey to yeah. get me some, <laughs> yeah. some things yeah so, yeah, I've been there like four or five times. Unfortunately, though, it was always – most of the times I went, it was on a whim. Like it would be hanging out with a friend like, let's just go to Graceland. So I've never <laughs> been on his birthday or on his death day, right. which they have huge celebrations for those. Um, so I've never been on like a proper pilgrimage during those times for some reason. <laughs> but, yeah, I've, I've been several times and I've, I'm not bored of it yet. <laughs> I hear it's smaller than you think it would be. That is the other thing is it is a lot smaller than – like – it it wasn't when the first time I went. I think I, w- I was a teenager, and it wasn't. But then when I went as more of an adult, I'm like, oh no, this is not that big of a house. Like you think it's gonna be some right. super sprawling like some, mansion, like Homeby Hills thing right, here. Right. You and know, like it would the fit Playboy in the living room of a house in Beverly Hills. I mean, right. it's not it's not as enormous as. But again, I, for, to a kid from Tupelo, oh sure, it's, it's massive. It's the biggest house of all time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. definitely. All those cars there and everything. They're in a separate thing. Like that, you know, that's tier three of Oh, okay, whatever. yeah. You got the super deluxe yeah, package. Yeah, they have a whole museum separate with all of his pink Cadillacs and stuff like that in it, yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then, you know, the other tier is going inside the plane and... Right, right. Yeah. So do you have a, like a, a dream trip you want to take, a place you haven't been yet? Uh, Australia was definitely high on the list now that I've done that. Because I had wanted, I wanted to go there since a teenager, but it was always so expensive. Yeah. So, I my next one, which I think I'm going to do on our next hiatus, is I kind of want to go to Tahiti. Oh. I kind of want to go to one of the one of those places where you stay in a hut that's like oh, suspended right over, the water. over the ocean. Yeah, I've seen thing. those photos. Yeah, I kind of want to do that because. And this is going to sound weird. I'm not the biggest fan of the ocean. I'm kind of terrified of the ocean, but I want to go to a place like that where the water is so clear that you can see straight through it okay. and it's like not as scary. Because I'm, I'm weird. not like going to Venice. I'm in the beaches, but I'm <laughs> not in the ocean, if that yeah, makes yeah. sense. I get it. And I feel like in a place like that, it's so beautiful and so pristine that I wouldn't be scared of maybe scuba right. diving or maybe swimming in it or something because right now i'm terrified of the ocean but it's amazingly romantic too you got to bring your fella well like, yeah i guess that's you can't go solo too. and live yeah. over the water there in a the little yeah. hut <laughs> i mean come on it's like wasted you can't if you're an independent woman of the I 90s you, you and billy bragg hanging out <laughs> hey no that's weird <laughs> 
Just friends. Yeah, just no friends. Romance. You can bring no your Hello Kitty romance. stuff. <laughs> so you want to see some of the islands, something like that. Yeah, I think I want to go on a super exotic like thing you only see on the Travel Channel type. Have you done beach. much of the Caribbean stuff? Like, no, I went on a cruise with my mom and my nana when I was like twelve, but that didn't. Right. I mean, from Atlanta, that's not too far though. I mean, you could. No, yeah, we cru. I think it left out of Miami, and then we went to the Bahamas or something. I think I don't even really remember because I spent a lot of time on the ship playing Adam's Family pinball in the arcade. <laughs> I do remember my mom just being super mad. Like I did not pay for you to go on a cruise to play Adam's Family pinball every single day. Go outside, but mom, I have high score. Yeah, Look at it. <laughs> yeah, totally. Those are my initials up there. So I've not I, I've not really done too many beachy things. I haven't been to Hawaii yet, even though I've lived in L.A. and you know, so therefore closer to it. For you haven't six been to Hawaii now. I've not been really. Yeah. Hmm. So that's that's you got to bring this up too. in the Chelsea meetings. I know. Go, hey, like, you know where we should shoot us? next? Yeah. I'm surprised that is Chelsea big in Australia. Is that why they went there? Um, I, I think so. I mean, I think she's on TV there. I'm not sure. It was the second time they had gone. They oh, went wow. the year before, but I don't remember what the catalyst, other than from what I understand, the first time it was like, I just, she was like, I want to go to Australia. Let's find a reason to go It's a nice life, there. huh? Yeah. It's kind I of a charm life. I think that was part of it. So I think whatever network, um, you know, she's on there was like, yeah, we'll house you guys and you can work in our offices. So, right. So it was like, that was a double dream. Like, not only was I in Australia, but I was like, I'm working in an Australian TV state. Like, it was crazy. It was so awesome. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's do this. A little question and answer. Okay. Uh, the worst night of sleep you ever had in the world. Okay. Um, I think it had to have been when I went to Nashville. And this is... I was with David. So, you know, I was maybe like... David's my ex. It's like 22, 23, maybe. Uh, we slept on his friend Pat's floor in Nashville. We went to see, I went to see Billy Bragg. Mm-hmm. Um, and I woke up i didn't sleep very well and then woke up with the worst case of pink eye in the history of the world like you do not understand i'd never had pink eye before so it was the first time for that but it was also i thought my eye was bleeding i'm not joking i looked in the mirror and was like i think my eye's bleeding like oh no you pink eye and i was was on his floor exactly you need to clean your floors (laughs) what's going on so yeah because you should expect me to be sleeping on that floor yeah it was so I think that counts because I was tossing and turning and I think I'm, I was like rubbing my eye right. and I woke up at like five in the morning because I'm like, why is my eye itching so bad? And then I looked in the mirror and it was the worst. <laughs> yeah. So I think that counts. And also, you know, the couple of times I had to sleep on the floor of LaGuardia, LaGuardia was that, not, yeah, going back <laughs> was to that not one. ideal. Any nightmare like uh, flights, any scariness, any scary train rides, any... Yeah, many scary. Well, not scary as so much as like a refugee situation. Right. The mo I, the past few times, and again, I try to go to England like once a year to go see my friends that I've made there and stuff. Uh, and usually when I go, I buy a Brit Rail pass. Yeah. First, so I can just jump on a train anytime I want and not have to worry about schedules and stuff like that. And for the most part, that's awesome. But they don't. They oversell them like crazy. So they're. The last time I was actually in the UK, and this was just last year, last June, um, I spent some time in London and in Hull and in Edinburgh. And you went train. back to Hull after the yeah that, with my friend that crazy maniac staying, could still be there. That's right, because uh, I was staying with my friend Dave. I really do go stay with him like every time I go because okay. he, he and his family are super close, and his daughter actually came to stay with me last summer. They're awesome. They're so great. Um, but yeah, so I took 
the train from London to Edinburgh, which is like a four hour journey. And they over, I had to stand the entire time. Oh. But and I, that's so like white people like where to stand, but to stand like an with animal. like a million other people like you couldn't the hallways it really was like a train of that's refugees claustrophobic because they oversell them so yeah that was kind of that sucked so I'm standing like tightly mm-hmm. with all these people for four straight hours um, I've I'm not scared of flying at all and I'm not saying that to like sound tough like I just for some reason have never it's never bothered me but I did have um, a flight. I, my parents, a friend of my parents has this cabin in Wyoming and like a really remote, like two hour fly, flight from the regional airport yeah. to this remote cabin. And I remember we went when I was in like fourth grade or something. And that was the most scared I've ever been because we did have to take this super tiny, like Buddy Holly plane <laughs> from the original airport to this cabin. Right. Propellers were. Oh my God. And it was the most turbulence, the most up and down road. Like, I. I legitimately was like, I'm going to die on this plane. And Mm -hmm. I'm in like in fourth grade, just like, (laughs) Oh, I'm dying now. Like that's the one and only time I've been on a plane where I was legitimately terrified. And, and the turbulence was, I mean, it was insane. It was up and down and yeah. 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 Is there a country you'd never, you wouldn't want to go back to ever? Um, I mean, not that I, I like to, other than England, which obviously I go all the time, but mainly because my friends are the draw. You know, I like to go places I've never been before. So there's right. not anywhere I could say that, like, oh, I hated that place. It sucked or anything. <laughs> um, I, a funny story, though, I will say the when I went to France, uh, I remember – I'll never forget this because I'd never been publicly laughed at. Oh. <laughs> but me – Not and, including your stage performance. Well, uh, right, yeah, like laughed at not in a good yeah, way. Yeah, right. Uh, laughed at, not with, <laughs> not with, uh, is, a and we, and again, we were all like American teenagers. So we're probably total idiots anyway, right. but we went to get pizza. not obnoxious at all. I'm sure. Exactly. But mm-hmm. initially, and again, cause I was a dumb teenager, like this initially made me like, I hate France. Everybody here sucks. They're a dick. On the contrary, you were yeah. a gifted teenager. <laughs> oh, right. Let's, let's back it up. So the, so the test results said, <laughs> um, but we went to get pizza like our first night there. And I remember in France. Yes, in France. Of course, I mean, why would you? Know, know, yeah. Not in Italy. Well, yeah, again, we're teenagers. Sure. We want pizza. And you play it. Where's um, the Adams Family game? Where can right. I get on that? <laughs> right. That's all I want to see of France. <laughs> Where's the pinball? Le pinball. <laughs> so we, we, were, we went to this restaurant. We got pizza. And, uh, you know, we started eating it. And I'm not even joking. We were eating. And, and all of a sudden, the restaurant got like a little quieter. I mean, it wasn't like a TV show or a record scratch. But we're just like, right. okay, that's weird. And we look around. And like everybody is laughing at us. And we're like, what's going on? And it's because we were eating it with our hands and not with a fork and knife. Like, everybody else had a Ah. fork and knife. And they're all, like, laughing at us. And so, of course, we're like, we're like, what? And then, of course, we're like, these people are dicks. (laughs) So my, But then, obviously, throughout the trip, I'm like, oh, this place is beautiful or whatever. But my initial response and my initial reaction to France was like, this place sucks. I want to (laughs) leave. Eat pizza with my hands. Yeah, like, stop laughing at me. Like a normal person. I'm super open to going anywhere. There's nowhere I've, I've been. I And I was like, this place sucks. I hate it. I mean, there are places I like more than others, but I can't remember ever mm-hmm. not liking a place. How do you think travel has changed you as a person, and how did it change you growing up? And did you notice you were different in a way from a lot of the people? Because a lot of us come from places where people don't leave. Right. Oh, yeah. My fa- like other members of my family. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I I don't know how to answer that really because for as long as I can remember, I always 
You were curious. Always, always. So it wasn't like I went somewhere and then that spark. Like I just always wanted to go see places I had never been. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was always uh, into – like the first time I got on a plane was when I was like four years old because my – I grew up in Atlanta, but my extended family is in Savannah. So when my parents got divorced when I was three, my real dad bounced. And so I, and we, my mom met my stepdad and he was in Atlanta. So that's why we moved. But I would always want to hang out with my grandparents. So my mom would just put me on a plane to fly to Savannah because from Atlanta, it's like a 45 minute flight and right. it's like super cheap. And again, this is a pre 9 11 right. world. They could be at the go, gate if you're not yeah, flying. Exactly. They can meet you at the gate. Exactly. You send your kid going. Exactly. They give you, you get to go up into the uh, cockpit and stuff. Oh, yeah. Of course. I'm like four. <laughs> so it's like, oh, the novelty is. Here's some little plastic wings. Yeah, for yeah, your, yeah, yeah. Definitely. So. Yeah, so I was getting on planes when I was like four. So it was just always a thing that I wanted to do and was always into doing. So and it wasn't scary to you. It was never, no. for some reason, never scary. Um, and I think because I started doing it so young. So I, I, you know, I don't, I don't know. I think, um, I also think being an only child, I spent a lot of time alone and reading. I mean, I wasn't like a total loser to have friends or whatever, but I was kind of a weirdo and a loner. So. And I, but I read a lot and I was listening to all that music that name checked places where I was like, well, I want to go to that. He says this place is cool. I want to go to it and see if it is. So I think that was part of it. I don't know if that answers your question, yeah. really. I did kind of the thing with the, uh, I did kind of the same thing with the uh, Beatles tour. Oh, in yeah. Liverpool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, did that, that? I did that too. The Magical Mystery Tour. Yeah, you yeah. see the houses they grew up in mm-hmm. and you go to Strawberry Fields. Yeah, I did. Because Liverpool is pretty close to Manchester. So yeah, when yeah, I was yeah. in Manchester, we did, when my mom came to visit, we did that because my mom specifically wanted to go to that and wanted to specifically take the ferry across the Mercy. Oh, sure. We had to do that too. Sure. Yeah. Jerry and the Pacemakers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, uh, what was the, uh, oh, I'm trying to think. Oh, there was Strawberry Fields. And, and then, then you went to like the little club that Penny they Lane. played. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You go to Penny Lane and, and you, you can go through all the lyrics of mm-hmm. like, oh, there's the, the roundabout and there's the barbershop that he right, talks right. about. And the, you know, it's like, oh, this is great. Yeah. So I think, um, yeah, listening to and reading all these things with people romanticizing these other places made me want to go. But then obviously once I started traveling, I'm like, this is so awesome. Of course I want right. to do it forever. Was it always just music that made you want to do it or was it uh, – I mean, the books you were reading as well? Like, I mean, say- mainly music because a lot of, you know, it's not very smart or academically minded. Like, music is, was such a huge influence on me that because of the music I was listening to, then I'd read the books I'd be reading. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'd read an interview with Morsi and he's like, I'm reading this book. So I was like, well, I got to read that book now. <laughs> so, you know... I'm reasonably well read, which is a good thing, but only because I wanted to be like Morrissey, which is right. a dorky thing. So, um, what's amazing when you look back at the root of all this stuff was music. Yeah, you know, music I, I, completely, which is has not, led you in so many places yeah, that you yeah, never yeah. would have even imagined. Which is such a, I mean, I wish it was a more like noble answer, like yes, I was reading Hemingway and da da da. But it's like no, I was listening. I had to go to see the, the snows of Kilimanjaro. Right, right. It's not that. I mean, it does kind of come down to that. To, to music. But it's also allowed you not only to want to seek these places out, but you've met them. Right. You're, That's true. Well, you're, and zines too. Music and zines yeah. kind of hand in hand because having all those pen pals literally all over the world uh, and, and, and knowing that like if I went to this place, I could hang out with this person and stay there uh, also made it easier because yeah. I knew that I had this network of people that if I wanted to go to any of these places, I'd be taken care of. 
So, and do you stay in touch with all of them still on the internet? And- um, a lot of them. I mean, not all of them, but yeah, definitely still a lot of them. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them have become really close friends of mine. And and yeah, it's I'd be if it weren't for music and zines, yeah, I'd be an entirely different person. You may not even have done comedy. Oh, I absolutely would not have done comedy. You'd be back in Atlanta, <laughs> hanging, right. or maybe you'd be working at Graceland. Hey, maybe it would have been better. Now it's like a sliding doors thing where I'm like, maybe I should have not been into these. I could be yeah. at Graceland right now. Yeah. No, but it's been it's a it's a it's a, it makes life interesting though. Isn't oh, it? absolutely. Are you still yeah. with the same bands, or do you want to? Have you picked up some new guys? And um, yeah, I've, I've I'm into I'm the core few are there. Yeah, I yeah. mean, again, my interests. To, but there's so many bands. There's I mean, so many. There's so many. But my wheelhouse is still English stuff from the late 70s to the 90s. Who, who can you recommend now? Who's rocking your, uh, uh, your you're turntable now? This is going to show my age. Give me some new bands. Give me some new stuff. Oh, I don't even know. I seriously. <laughs> I'm trying to think of like the newest record I bought. I'm not even joking. Well, first it's, of all, calling it a record. Uh, <laughs> but that's that, the other that's, thing, that's too. That's saying it. I still buy. I have never used iTunes in my life. What? I still completely buy physical media. You buy. You buy the CD. I buy the CD. Wow. I'm super not into iTunes. Not into downloading. And you were make fun of my DSL. <laughs> Let's hold that's on right, a second. I'm still that record collector. That's like I want to see the liner notes. Like I want to see the cover art. Yeah. yeah the packaging not, is. You know that still, was always traditionally. Yeah. When I was growing up, it was like a big thing. You know, like a double album. Yeah. You'd see the the sleeve. I still want to listen to the album in order, the way they planned it. Right. That's still my my stuff. But fewer people are making like albums that way. I know. You know it's it just like a collection of singles. It kind of bums me out. Hmm. The, I have a love-hate relationship with the internet when it comes to that stuff. <laughs> because on the one hand, I'm like, okay, it's great that it's easier for everybody to get access to everything. And then on the other hand, I'm like, well, part of the fun when I was growing up was like going to find that record in a record store and like really going on a mission to do it because it made me appreciate it more and really... You yeah, know, listen to it more, but but since you know these guys, do they uh, give you the test uh, pressings? Oh you, yeah, yeah, you, yeah. You get yeah. the underground like stuff. Like my Billy Bragg collection is insane because they'll just be oh, like, I "Oh, bet. here's a promo. Here's this. Hey, here's my new song." Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're getting the stuff that people don't, the regular people yeah, don't I'm get. Getting, I'm getting like the inside oh, info. Oh, wow. You know, interesting. And you've never, you know, sold any of this stuff. Oh no, I, they trust I probably you. never would either. Yeah, I mean that's uh, I'm kind of a hoarder when it comes to that sort of. So stuff. right next to the albums and the Hello Kitty stuff, mm-hmm. you have. I mean, is it actually albums? I mean, you oh yeah, them. I have. Yeah, I You're mean, I mainly have people. CDs, but I do have a lot of vinyl. Yeah, if, wow. if there's something I like, and this this is true for REM, the Smiths, and Morrissey, uh, I used to buy, and I still not so much because I don't make cassettes anymore, but I would buy it on all three formats. Wow! So I have a lot of albums on CD, cassette, and vinyl. You are a true fan. Yeah. A I'm fan. Kind of, I'm kind of nuts. <laughs> <laughs> a fan of music and a fan of traveling. Yes. Well, that's great. And thank you so much for coming here. Yeah, thank you for having me. Where can people, uh, other than Chelsea lately, check your local listings on yes. E uh, every night? Where can they uh, see you do comedy and everything else? Uh, I don't. Well, my shows are just on AprilRichardson.com. AprilRichardson.com. In my head, I don't know where I'm doing a show next. I have a bad memory. Any music stuff on your? website i actually do a music site where wow. i write about a song a day uh it's a it's a tumblr it's songs that saved your life dot and i'll write it's like i'll post the, an mp3 and then i'll write a story i have attached to that song 
Okay. So yeah. Okay, I'm gonna have to, now I'm gonna have to go through Super my collection like and play you fidelity. out with some uh, some Morrissey or Smiths or something. Sure. I wonder if I have some. Oh, I must. I must. You must. I must. <laughs> Send some over to me. Oh, that's right. You don't use the internet. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know how it works. All right. Thank you, April. <laughs>